Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. The last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Juice Bar Experts podcast. Hope you guys are doing awesome. I'm feeling really good. Um, going to go to the gym soon. Just wanted to record another podcast episode for you all before I did that. I've been loving how many people I've talked to who have been listening to the podcast. That makes me feel really good. Um, as you might know, <laughs> when you record podcasts and you have YouTube videos, it's kind of one-sided. And, and podcasts are obviously different than even YouTube videos because at least with YouTube, people can comment and you know, I, I get a sense for who's out there in the community, but I've been loving getting on the phone with some of you who have been listening to the podcast and really getting serious about your businesses and seeing how we can help you guys. It's just been amazing. So today I wanted to talk about the future of the industry and what my feelings are about uh, robots taking over the juice world. And it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, I came across an article the other day on about how Jamba Juice, this is actually from late 2020, so you know I, I just came across this um, a number of months after it had been released, but Jamba Juice is um, and has partnered with a company that has is a robotics company, and they've built a custom smoothie machine that doesn't have any employees for customers. It's kind of an automated kiosk, or you can call it like a, a really uh, high-functioning vending machine in some ways. And people just go to it and put in what they want. And I believe they can customize it, I would imagine. And then they get a smoothie. Now, this machine as it exists now isn't a, um, it's not, you know, doing a thousand orders a day. I think they said they can process a few hundred orders a day, which is not a small amount, but it's not the most, uh, you know, that any juice business can do. But I wanted to talk about some of the implications of this and what I think is going to happen in the future of the industry, because um, one of my staff members, uh, was talking to me about this and just, you know, how uh, how important it is that human beings have other human beings making their products. And I was kind of pushing back a little bit, not to say that I disagree with that, but uh, I always think that we can romanticize certain things, but sometimes technology or innovation doesn't care. And so I just wanted to present this um, situation that's here and coming so that you guys can be aware of it and also think about how you're going to position your businesses in the future as it relates to this. You know, are you going to um, adopt this robotics innovation and what does that mean for your business and your staff and, or are you going to resist it and how are you going to resist it? I know that another analogy I can use is, you know, I have a background in entertainment and being in the film industry, I remember at a certain period of time before digital um, photography and, and videography became a big thing. There were a lot of legacy film companies who just felt like, you know, film isn't going anywhere. We all may or may not know the story of Kodak, right? That was a big company. Blockbuster, big company. Now Netflix has taken over. And, you know, Blockbuster, what was their thesis is that people love coming into the, the video store and picking up videos. People aren't going to just sit at home and order videos online and have them delivered to them. They were wrong. Okay. Um, Kodak had a similar sort of, um, uh, false nostalgia about their product in thinking that 
people love film and film isn't going anywhere. Well, they were wrong. I mean, film is still kind of here, but the percentage of, of market share that that has is, you know, is it 1% even? Probably not. Probably a fraction of a percent. I bring this up to say that we as business owners have to be smart about where things are going. We have to see it. We have to prepare for it so that we, we don't get left behind like companies like Blockbuster, Kodak, and there's so many more, right? That's just a few to name. And there's going to be more that come in the future because innovation and technology is disruptive and it eats industries. It eats businesses. It, that's what it does. And so while we can be very romantic about the idea that people will never want to go to a juice bar where there are robots serving them, it's just not true, right? Because I remember I was actually um, by the beach in, in, in California and I came across a smoothie truck actually that had a robot. It, was, it, was, it had no employees. It was all robotic. It was really cool. You know, I was like, I was impressed. And one, they were able to sell smoothies that are generally $10, $12, high quality ingredients for $5. So what does that mean for the industry? When you are a business that may have to compete with another company that has robots, doesn't have labor or has very little labor, they can drop the price of their product by 30%, 50%. What does that mean? So you can, you can uh, idealize it, but the practical reality of the economics may force you to either take it on or you might get drowned out. Okay. And I also want to say that this is probably, it's not the only option, right? Because I do feel that there is, you know, in any matrix uh, of value, there's depth and there's width, meaning that width is products that get commoditized and um, may or may not have as much human interaction because we are social creatures. That's never going away. People are always going to want to have environments that facilitate human connection. But can you still do that? in an environment where there are robots making smoothies. Now, in some ways, if you really think about it, all the equipment that you use anyway are robots. A blender is a robot. It's just maybe not a high-functioning robot that doesn't require a human in interaction because, hypothetically speaking, you could make a smoothie from a mortar and pestle, right, if you ground it. I mean, it wouldn't be a very efficient thing, which is why you don't do it. And so people are already adopting the the um, use of robots in their businesses, a cold press juice or hydraulic press, it's a robot. It's just not as high functioning as something that doesn't require people. So be aware that this is coming, it's happening, and it's important for you guys to consider how you're going to participate in that and compete with that with your business um, as potential labor prices get higher and innovation also increases. This is where the industry is going to go, um, not totally and completely, because I can't say that you know, is it 90% of juice bars that are going to have this kind of experience? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. What duration of time is it going to take before that becomes uh, more prominent? I also don't know the answer to that. But what I can tell you is that robotics is going to play a big role in food service because of what it means for the reduction in labor and also the customization of people's products. And another thing, it reduces human error. When you have employees, they may spill things, they may not follow the recipes completely. They may be slow. You have to train them. When you have a robot, you don't, that mostly goes out the window, right? It, it, it gets so much more efficient. This is why we like computers. This is why we type and send email as opposed to sending things by mail. We, we as a society are always adopting these things because more innovation and things that are better really can't be denied. It's very hard to deny them. So 
just wanted to plant the seed so you guys can be present to what's happening and where things are going. I'll keep you abreast to this if there are more like uh, significant um, uh, evolutions in the industry. But I think if there's any core message that I want to drill home is that innovation and technology um, in all fronts is here, it's coming, and it's going to continue to uh, play a role and impact the industry. Don't resist it. Uh, learn about it, and then you can participate it in the way that feels um, right and intelligent and informed. Don't stick your head in the sand and be Blockbuster or Kodak and think that your you know people are, are going to, um, which I think is is sort of a, a, a general theme that I see in business too much, is that people romanticize their their businesses more than consumers will. And so although it's important for you to care about your business, don't have any false notions about how much people are committed to your company because if they can save 50% on buying a smoothie, across the street for the same product, they're not going to spend more just because they can see someone making it, I promise. All right, hope this was helpful. If you guys need support launching your business or growing your business, reach out to me at andrew at startergspar.com. Would I be happy to help you? And until next time, this is Andrew McFarlane with the Juice Bar Experts podcast and startergspar.com. Until next time, wishing you guys a lot of success. See you soon. Mm-hmm.